I've got a friend, Laura van Nikak. She has introduced me to quite a few interesting people in the past. Today, that would be Gerrit van Weyck. Hello, Gerrit. How are you doing? Hello, Janine. Nice, man. Thank you for phoning. Well, when she told me you played the accordion, I'm thinking to myself, this should be an interesting person. And then I found out you've got a great story to tell as well. Let's start firstly by introducing you as a person. If you had to tell people personality-wise, family, what do you do for a living? Who is Gerrit van Weyck? I'm Gerrit van Weyck. I'm a professional musician. I've been musical all my life since I can remember. I remember growing up in front of the radio. My mother used to sit me in front of the radio and then I would do little concert movements and like a real director used to play and listen to music and uh, that used to keep us quiet and that was before TV and all that sort of things in our lives. Yeah, music had been my life uh, ever since. What, what's so the first th- instrument you played? My main instrument is piano. I can play guitar as well. My parents sent me for guitar and piano lessons and um, from there on, life had been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering whether you're one of those musicians that is an introvert or an extrovert. Are you kind of person that gets energized by people or do you like being alone and just tinkling with your music? Well, let's put it this way. It's all of us like our privacy naturally. But um, since I'm, I'm older now and I'm a senior, it became easier to talk to people and to social and I really love going out and perform and talk to people. And then every, wherever I go, being a Christian, I always like to shine my light or, you know, for the gospel, naturally, you know, talk to people, motivate, that kind of thing I enjoy doing. And what about your family, wife, kids, all of that? Yes, yes. I'm a granddad and I've got two married daughters, six grandchildren and They're also musical, but I don't encourage them to do music. I encourage them to go and study, do something in life, educate yourself, and then you can do music if you feel. But all my daughters at the end of the day change their careers away from music. That is how it is. Is it hard to be a musician in South Africa at the moment? Well, I think so, especially work opportunities. I don't think it's very, very easy. And everybody's got that big, big dream. Oh, I'm going to make it big or I'm going to be a big star. I don't think in our country the opportunities is that great. Other than other countries, I just came back from Australia, as it turned out, and I met youngsters over there, and they're bubbling with their careers and in the classical music, in Australia especially, you know, and Europe as well. Being a musician in Europe, I think a lot of people make more money or survive better than they would be in this country, I think. I get the idea that musicians in South Africa have to have a side or have to have a job to sort of um, sustain their hobby (laughs) of making music just to keep the pot going. That's that's very true. Um, I'm very, very thankful to say that I could live my life to the fullest being a musician and also I talk easily, I enjoy talking to the public, I enjoy motivating youngsters to look forward in life. And that's with me especially. Um, I haven't got a second career, no. (laughs) You're a privileged (laughs) man, privileged. (laughs) But one thing I do see when it comes to being a musician is that you really see a lot of South Africa and you see a lot of different people from different walks of life. And if you had to try and gauge 
um, the spirit of South Africa at the moment. We, we are, we as South Africans, I know times are hard. So I know we're going through a lot. But when you see people and you start speaking to people, where are they at in spite of in the whole circumstance? I speak to a lot of people because of all the situations in our country. They're a little uh, disillusioned. They battle and they try to make ends meet. A lot of youngsters these days, they're unsure. We are, are living in an unsure time. But I think if you let your light shine and you allow the good Lord and the Holy Spirit to enter one's heart, that's how I feel we really can shine and motivate people for sure for sure and i'm wondering whether you because you bring your music whether the music has the capacity to lift people up when they're feeling down do you see that when you bring the the miracle of music to someone who's in a hard place at that moment can you see it helping i can really see it really helps for example i'm playing in a little restaurant also at the regular base and there are already people They walk in there. The first thing they want to see is, where am I? Am I going to be there? (laughs) They feel very lighthearted when they leave the restaurant and they want to say hello, goodbye. How are you? How was your week? And motivate and talk. Yeah, I see a lot of positiveness in whatever we do and contribute. And does the music do that for you as a person as well? Because obviously um, you've got your instrument with you. You've got the music in you. Do you find that in times where you don't have answers or your heart is heavy that you can actually play yourself out of it? That is very true. Yeah, my instrument does help not only the accordion, but the piano. I, I sing in an oompa band as well. German music, your fists and all that sort of stuff. And I noticed there also a lot of people the music enhance people in a positive way. Definitely. It's the beautiful thing. I I always, I'm flabbergasted with this idea that a God filled with love and light and knowing that everything works out at the end, that this God creates music out of nothing, that he created the concept of notes and melody and the beauty that goes with it and how it captures your soul when you do this and create new music, that this is the kind of God that we serve, one who created music out of nothing. That's very true. That's very true. Well said as well. And you know this God. Tell me about how you met him. Oh, a lot of people say they're Christians. A lot of people say they believe. But I think for me personally, I've been a child of the Lord since childhood, but when I went to the army in my national service day, I decided to pinpoint a specific time. And that was in January 1974, when a evangelist came to the military camp where I did my national service at the time. And I decided to make a date. That's the date when I allowed the Lord to be in my heart. I wouldn't say reborn, really. I would just say make a specific date. And from that date, I made an agreement with the Lord, almost like a bond God made with Abram, those sort of things. But for me personally, was now I made an agreement with the Lord that I will belong to Him and doesn't matter what happened in our lives, that I will serve Him, I will love Him, I will build my life on Him, the rock. And From there onwards, I suppose that's basically what I was actually trying to say. And that's what I want to share with the listeners out there. Make a date. Make agreement with the Lord and stick to that. Also, when you read your Bible, go and live your word. Go live it. Not just read and 
pray and get up and you carry on with your daily task. But think about it. Almost like a coffee percolator. (laughs) (laughs) I am curious how he convinced you. Because, I mean, God is invisible. And there are hundreds of thousands of religions all over the world, over all time. And yet we come and our Jesus says that he's the only way, the truth and the life. He's the only way to get to the Father, in other words, to heaven, which insinuates that all other religions do not have the truth. Um, How come you know that this one that you've now chosen is the real one? Oh, because he carried me for almost 70 years since (laughs) I'm giving my age away as well. (laughs) But then again, (laughs) okay, he carried me all the years through my marriage, our children, and also when bad things happened. I always managed to turn negativeness into positive, make the bad situation into an opportunity. And also, we're all born with that DNA to serve a God, isn't it? Yes. And if you come to that point in your life where you really decide, I want to make an agreement with God. I'm going to serve Him. Nobody's going to get me disturbed of my decision, my goals, my plans. Then everything else we tackle in life falls in place. That's how strong I feel about it. That had always been my motto in life is read your Bible. The Christian values, live according to that. That's the golden key to have a joyful life. Mm. And enjoy your children. Enjoy the sun. Never mind all this power stuff. Pray then harder for the country. And the more we pray, the more everybody else will pray. And root will come out of the bat. We always believe that. Through the years, I saw that. And we worship a God. He won't let us down. Not now and not tomorrow and not for the future. That's just the truth. <laughs> you know what? I love this when I when I hear people speaking and you can hear the connection they have with the Lord. Because, um, because we're in a country where it's culture to be a Christian. Uh, everybody's a Christian, whether they're Christian or not, whether they follow Jesus or not. It's, it's just a yeah. general thing. Um, but the difference is when people connect with Jesus, they find out he's an actual person with character, with, you know, um, and, and especially because the fact that you are an, a musician, um, Romans one twenty says that he created creation in such a way that is a revelation of himself. So I truly believe that when he creates a musician, you are a revelation of his music, of, of his creative heart, of his taste, of all of that, you know, that, that it's, that you reveal that to me when I look at you trying to find out who God is. And also you live life with God. Um, and, and because you live that life with him and because of what you're going through in life at this moment, it's, it's as if some parts of his character stands out more to you at this moment than others do because of maybe your challenges or what, what has you happy at the moment. So if you had to think of all of the characteristics of God, you know, like fruit of the spirit are all characteristics of God. If you had to um, take one and, and, Focus on that because you've experienced that recently. Which one would you choose? The big thing about the Lord that we worship is he was the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same tomorrow. He's always the same. Even though sometimes we feel, does God really hear what I ask him? Does he fulfill my expectations? He's always the same. He was the same 
when he called Abraham to follow him and all his worshippers, even if he called all us, doesn't matter if we're a musician or an artist or a dancer or an artisan or you fix motor cars for yeah. your plumber electrician, doesn't matter what you are. The whole thing is the Lord actually listen when we ask him and pray for him. You know, sometimes a lot of bad things happen to people. A lot of bad things happen in our lives as well. Robberies, armed robberies last year in my house. We had to go for stitches, things like that. My own daughters, as well as they educated and good marriages, you know, when they have their little miscarriages. And also my wife, she had lymph cancer at one point in time. And the Lord was by my side and by our side through all the mishaps in our lives. So we mustn't think, oh, I'm a good Christian and I'm smiling today because the sun is shining outside and I'm happy and I've got money or I got a job. That's not the point. The point is live your life happily and humble. That is the motto. And always rely on him. Build your life. And if you've got projects in life, also say, start it, finish it. And give the Lord the honor and the glory, and you will feel he's alive. As long as you feel alive, God is also alive in your heart. But there's security in knowing that, that he's the same God that was there for Abram, that arrived when Gideon needed him and David needed him. And in the New Testament, when the disciples were being hung upside down and sawn in half, that that, that same God is good, still good, still loving doesn't matter what we go through today. It's sometimes hard to believe that, isn't it? I mean, when you really feel that, that God's not protecting me at this moment and to still believe that he's a faithful God in those circumstances, that's a growth thing as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's terrible. Um, a lot of listeners out there mustn't think the Bible, Revelance, the end of the Bible, you know, all the bad things Jesus warned us against, what will happen. We mustn't be distracted from that. All that earthquakes and things that we see on TV. Wars and rumors of wars. And the rumors of wars and Russia and all those things that, that those oaks attack. You know, the politicians of the wars, as we see, we mustn't get scared. Yes, it's a natural thing for humans to get scared when you're starting to see and experience all these bad things that happen in the world. But out of bad, as we always say, out of bad, good will also come. I don't think the end of the world is today. I'm not going to see that. The end of the world will be the day when I pass away. <laughs> and that is for each and all of us out there. So I think that live your life to the fullest today as though it is the end of the times. So And then, then you will enjoy every day. You will enjoy the sun shining out. You will enjoy when it rains. That's how God blessed earth, and we can worship him with nature. Thank you, dear Lord, for the rain. Thank you for our talents. Thank you for the fact that we can see, we can hear. And there's a lot of blind people out there. There's a lot of people that can't hear, a lot of people that, that's crippled in wheelchair. And all those people, they say, but what, what happiness is there in life for me? A lot of people, when bad things happen, once again, if one try and turn all bad into good, then that will, that's pure happiness. Well, let's get to your music, because obviously this is something that's on your heart. It's something you've been creating for a long time. You have created a lot of music. So which song are we going to play in today? Oh, my goodness. A lot of music. I first want to share to the listeners there that when I left the Defense Force after 28 years of a musical career in the musical department of the Defense Force, the entertainment unit we had it at the time, 
I came home after 28 years and I thought, now what I'm going to do with my life? I became computer literate and I lived my music. I took it to the next level. I started to make CDs. I started to make backtracks, sing into the backtracks, play the accordion, play the piano, play synthesizers as well with modern sounds. And with that, I managed to create a repertoire so I can go out and earn a proper income from our music with German music and umpa beer fests and all that sort of stuff. And in spite of all this, I put a beautiful song together, an Afrikaans song, Man van die Woord. And that is the melody that came from the Jewish slaves chorus. I would like you to enjoy my little vocals on that. I want the whole world to be encouraged with the word Man van die Woord. <laughs> 